Welcome to Disaffected. I'm Joshua Slocum, and this is the show where we talk about politics, culture, and relationships through a psychological lens. This week, the mania to protect children by surgically mutilating them is sweeping the country with Democratic states rushing to introduce legislation to make their state a trans-sanctuary state by legalizing abduction and shielding parents from the consequences of getting so-called gender-affirming care to kids. And while the rest of us have escaped from Mask Mountain, uh, there are certain holdouts in the country, like Portland, that are having actual funerals for the death of mask mandates. And then we will wrap up with another edition of Populi du Mokali, with the finest in bimbo news and sundry retardation served hot and fresh for you. Ready? First, an update on our show from last week. We talked for an hour and 40 minutes about the Burlington City Council and their allegedly LGBTQIA plus uplifting resolution, which was actually designed to paint a target on the backs of people who are protesting the abuse of children by calling them phobes. Interestingly, let let me take you back to um, one of the public commenters that we played for you. His name is Mark Montalban. And... Mark commented to the council, he believes that there is a real thing called transphobia. He believes that there is a real category of person called transgender children. And he believes that they are, in his words, fleeing to Vermont for safety. He'd like to make Burlington an even bigger sanctuary city for them. So obviously we are not in agreement with Mark about that. But Mark also sees reality and he sees the other side of this situation. And he said so publicly. As a reminder, Mark Montalban said that he has heard hundreds of people in his area of town say that they want to eliminate transphobic people. Here's what he had to say. I'm a cultural vendor. I do a lot of business and trades in the, in the New North End. And there are people in our part of town who actually would like to eliminate transphobic people who told me that because I am supposedly one of them. I was even called a traitor because I'm considered a heterosexual male. So let's really look at what's going on. There are, I would say, at least a couple hundred people within our city who want to eliminate folks they are in fear of. I will say this is a pandemic, and as in a health pandemic, this city better take this pretty damn serious because I'm hearing language that those from my grandmother's generation heard in the 1930s. Okay. Did you happen to notice Miss Olivia Taylor behind him uh, nodding vigorously when he said eliminate transphobic people? Notice these things. That's what she means. This needs to be repeated slowly to make sure there is no misunderstanding because there are apparent misunderstandings. Mark said there are hundreds of people who want to eliminate transphobic people, eliminate transphobic people, not eliminate trans people. Do you see the difference? They're opposites, right? Right. You see that. You hear it. He's speaking about us. He's speaking about Christopher Aaron Felker. He's speaking about Kevin Hurley. He's speaking about me. He's speaking about anyone else who objects to the mutilation of children. He is saying that the Nazi-like rhetoric that his grandparents talked about hearing in the 1930s, he's saying that rhetoric is being directed against us, not against trans people, against us. WAMC Public Radio in Albany, New York, heard something different, and they wanted to make sure that you, the listener, heard something different as well. Here they are. The Burlington City Council held its first meeting since town meeting day on Monday, The council will not change until its first meeting in April, and one of the items the lame duck session considered was a resolution of support for the city's LGBTQIA plus community. In advance of the city council meeting, Burlington Mayor Merle Weinberger, a Democrat, announced that if an item on the agenda was passed, he would be enthusiastically signing it. 
It was a resolution supporting the LGBTQIA plus community, condemning transphobia, and committing to begin observing a Trans Day of Visibility annually on March 31st. The measure has been put forth in the wake of growing violence nationally, regionally, and locally, and as a rash of anti-trans stickers have been posted across Burlington. The proposal dominated public comments. City resident Mark Montalban told councillors the resolution should go further and consider becoming a sanctuary city for the trans community. There are, I would say, at least a couple hundred people within our city who want to eliminate folks they are in fear of. And this city better take this pretty damn serious because I'm hearing language that those from my grandmother's generation heard in the 1930s. Okay, did you hear what Pat Bradley and WAMC did? Did you hear what they did? They reversed it. They left out the part where he said transphobic people. And, and you know what? I'm really split here. We were talking last week when we were doing the show. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about this and we were saying we were a little confused by what Mark said because we weren't expecting to hear anyone who was on the transgender side actually acknowledge that there were violent sentiments being expressed against us. We are so used to people saying, if I don't like you, it's okay if someone wants to kill you that at first I could not believe that he actually was saying anything um, that that would redound in credit to our side. But he did. He actually did. Part of me wants to extend a little charity to WAMC, but I'm, you know what? I'm not going to. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's confusion on their part. I think this was deliberate, and I want to point this out. Take a look at what's on their website. The proposal dominated public comments. City resident Mark Montalban told counselors the resolution should go further and consider becoming sanctuary city for the trans community. Quote, there are, I would say, at least a couple hundred people within our city who want to eliminate folks they are in fear of, etc., etc. But they left out the part. They deliberately made it seem like Mark was saying there were hundreds of people who wanted to eliminate trans people. Why are you doing this, WAMC? Do you think no one notices that you're doing this? Do you have a twinge of conscience, even a little one? Do you think twice at all? You should. This is what we're up against. This is what you are up against, audience member. You're the target of this too. Mm -hmm. They're lying to you. How much of what you believe is just a lie? Listeners were led to believe that the 1930s type language was being directed by our side to the transgender population. Now, if WAMC had presented the soundbite in its full context, maybe we would have had a different perception. This is what Mark said. There are people in our part of town who would actually like to eliminate transphobic people. WAMC, I would appreciate a correction. I know that you will not. All right, trans sanctuary states. This is what I'm going to share with you here is from The Hill, which is a respectable paper. Headline, amid tidal wave of anti-trans legislation, Democratic states race to become refuges for gender-affirming care. And here's the pictorial illustration. And what, what you see here is a man who is dressed as a lady, that's L-A-Y-D-E-E, lady, who is holding his hand up to be sworn in as the first transgender person to the state's legislature. Now, wait a minute, the hill. What do you mean transgender person? Isn't that a woman? Oh, right, right. You needed to say that somebody was the first, so you couldn't say the first woman because that wouldn't be true. Boy, you got yourself in a pickle, huh? <laughs> From the article. 
Democratic state lawmakers are mobilizing against a tidal wave of proposed legislation to heavily restrict access to gender-affirming health care, combating stringent measures that can carry prison sentences as long as a decade with bills that plan to establish sanctuary states to shield doctors, transgender youth, and their families in all 50 states from potential legal retribution. Good framing, The Hill. Notice that it tells you that those mean old Republican states are trying to hurt your children, but the Democrats are here to protect them. Notice that it uses gender-affirming care, but it doesn't tell you what that is. It just wants to use the euphemism for cutting breasts off teen girls, sterilizing children, and carving their genitals like a bonsai tree. More from The Hill. In Minnesota, freshman representative Lee Fink hopes to make the state a safe haven for transgender youth seeking gender-affirming medical care. Fink, who is the first openly transgender representative to serve in the state legislature, said she and other Democrats had, up until election night, yes, this is all the same sentence, expected to spend the next two years in a divided government playing defense against Republicans on issues including LGBTQ rights. So notice that the paper calls a sick freak who wants to harm your children, surgically harm your children, and legally punish people who try to save them. They call this sick freak a woman and a protector. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not going to use the next, um, the next quote there, Kevin. The Hill is not telling you that these laws are actually legalizing child abduction and mutilation. These articles are not telling you that the law is in violation of the Constitution because it instructs state courts to ignore orders from other state courts and custody courts. That's in violation of the full faith and credit clause. And so far, California, Minnesota, and Massachusetts have all passed trans sanctuary laws. Nevada has one in the hopper. Vermont is about to have one that the governor, I'm sure, will sign. I don't know how many there are yet, but you can be sure that almost every blue state is going to do this. What kind of country are we going to be living in when half the states or just the Democrat states say, suffer the little children unto my surgeon's scalpel, while the other half are trying to stop that from happening and being called child abusers for trying to protect the children from abuse? Sounds like things might get a little hot and have a little conflict, doesn't it? The rest of the article repeats the same lines. Gender identity is the same thing as being gay. Talking to anybody in a therapeutic context about their gender identity without immediately affirming it is conversion therapy and it's abuse and we need to stop it. And da, 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 da. Well, it's all brazen lies to make you think that it is normal and loving to do this to a teenage girl. What you're seeing there is a teenage girl with her breasts cut off and a Frankenstein scar. That's called top surgery, top surgery. They'd also like you to think it is normal to do this. That is phalloplasty, that is building a flesh tube that they call a penis by harvesting the skin off the thigh or the arms on a young woman. That's normal, that's beautiful, right? That's loving care. Um, it's also normal to do this which is to slice off the testicles, then take the penis, slice it open, invert it, and turn it into a dead-end pocket. Is this what you want for your daughters and sons? Does that seem like loving care to you? Medical marionettes with their bits lopped off? You like the idea of that? That make you feel good? There's so some people out there makes them feel real good. Now, you know, <laughs> There, there is sadism, there is sadism that is going on on the pro-trans side. Not everybody, but not just a few people either. You can see the sadism in what they want to do to children. Are you still telling yourself that they're just misguided? That they've somehow convinced themselves that painful invasive surgery that will cripple somebody for the rest of their life actually is loving? <laughs> Anything to make sure you don't have to acknowledge the number of psychopaths in the world, right? I know. I get the game. Um, but you can see the sadism in the way that, that people are taunted, people who are suffering, people whose families have been ripped apart. You can see it. This is one of the grimmest things 
I've seen in a long time. What I'm going to show you here is a clip from the Dr. Phil show. Let's just roll into it, Kevin, please. Uh, by the way, this is um, a man on stage, a father. He's watching his son walk out dressed like a prostitute. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Tell me what you're thinking and feeling right now, Gary. I'm hurt bad. Really bad. What do you what do you have to say? Why? I just I just want you to know that you didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He feels like he, he lets you down. He's gone back to the point of, he says, one time for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. He dressed up like a girl. I thought it was funny at first. No, I certainly don't. I thought it was Halloween. You know, so I just went along with it. Actually pinched him on his behind and said he made a good-looking girl. But I was only joking. He's not a good-looking girl. He's a very beautiful man. The audience is instructed to whoop and clap while this man, who appears to be more than six feet tall in platform heels, looks like he might be 20, 21 years old. Looks like he is actually a good-looking man underneath all the slap he's got on his face. And he's tottering out there like a street-corner whore. That's what he's dressed like, a whore, a prostitute. It's like they all dress like, either that or a little girl. And we're supposed to clap, right? And we're supposed to, you know why they picked this man, this father? Here, this is what I think. Because he's working class and unsophisticated. Christo-fascist, right? He probably likes guns. He probably even likes NASCAR. Big, dumb, redneck hick. Hateful, right? He's hateful. He's in grief. What you're seeing and hearing there is grief, real grief. This is something that doesn't get enough discussion. This is like a death for families. I've heard parents and siblings and children say this over and over again. And then the trans side gets upset. They don't even want you to have the feelings that you have. Don't grieve me. God, why can't you just be happy for me? What do you want? What do you people want? You yourselves, trans people, you yourselves say it. You say, that's my dead name. That person is dead. You say this. And you have the nerve to get angry when your mother or your father or your sister or your wife or your daughter or your son grieves the death. What do you want? You don't know what you want. You've never known what you wanted. And somehow, you're in the cultural capital scene. I'm back after the break. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. Move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. 
Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. When you read forums for parents of trans kids, there are a few of them out there, kids who think they're trans, you almost always see the same faulty parenting truisms passed around. These are people who are in pain. These are people who are trying to save their children. But they are people that have a hard time understanding that they are responsible for some of the mistakes that helped their children get into this psychological mess. And as often happens in support forums, and it's happened to me, I have participated in this myself, it's human. When you're in a support forum, in a support group, the members in, in trying to be kind to each other, because often these places are the only soft landing space for people who are in a lot of pain, they end up being too nice to each other. And they, they, they actually reinforce some of the maladaptive and mistaken things that people have done that have contributed to the problem. I see this a lot in the forums for parents of trans kids. They'll go on about how I raised my child to see the world as gender neutral and I let them guide me in learning who they are. However, could this have happened, right? How could my daughter want to do this to herself? Well, in part, mother because you prepped her for it. You didn't mean to. You weren't trying to send her down a road where she'd question her very existence. I'm not blaming, uh, I'm not blaming these parents for that. Some, yes, but not all parents. And these parents who are in pain are in genuine pain. But they also, many of them, helped this happen. You know, the umpteenth wave liberal feminism that you made sure to raise your kids with, well, it, it deranges people. It does. But you want to blame it all on the doctors, these parents do, the schools, the education department, anyone but mommy or daddy. And most of them are single mothers. But divorce never hurt anyone, right? Children don't need fathers, right? Daughters certainly don't need fathers. I mean, look how healthy young women are mentally. <laughs> fathers? What are they good for? The worst of this parenting advice is that you should never say a firm no to your children. Just simply no. They say, that would only push her away, so I agreed to at least use a gender-neutral name. Nope. Nope. You are now actively pushing the identity, mother. Yeah. By agreeing, by conceding even a millimeter. Yes, I'm being that hard-ass. By conceding even a millimeter. You are encouraging it. There is no middle ground here. Doesn't, doesn't exist. Sorry. I don't care about your feminism. There is another way to do this, though, and it's the old-fashioned way. It's the way parents used to raise their children largely before the 1980s. With parental authority, not abuse, authority, stewardship, and non-negotiable boundaries. The word no. This mom on Twitter shows how it's done. And these tweets may be a bit hard to read on your screen. I'm going to read them out loud for you. This is from a woman named Brett Smith. She's um, along with her daughter, Anna. In September of 2022, I celebrated my daughter, Anna, rejecting a trans identity and accepting that she's a beautiful young woman. This changed the course of my family's existence. She also says, I didn't affirm my daughter. I removed her from the contagion. Within months, she pulled what I call a seize, like with your eyes, seize and desist. She saw the truth and left the cult. Over a year later, she's thriving more than she ever was when she was involved with the gender craze. Next one says, <clears throat> at the time, I thought the worst had happened. We were doxxed, received many death threats, had child protective services sent after my family, because of organized, mass-reported false claims that I abused my child 
by not affirming her as, quote, trans. They traumatized my beautiful family. This is what I mean. You've heard me say this before. Stop saying, call CPS. Stop saying that. Who do you think Child Protective Services is? I'm not going to ask that question anymore, actually. I don't want to see any more of this discussion either. No, I really don't. I don't want to see any more comments that say, why aren't they calling CPS? This is CPS. CPS comes after you for not affirming. There is no one on your side. There's no authority on your side. You understand that. You must understand that. More from Brett and her daughter, Anna. Anna and I then did an interview with Benjamin Boyce, where she spoke on her own behalf about her experience and desistance from believing in transgender identities. Notice that. I like this. Not desistance from believing she was trans, desistance from believing in transgender identities, because none of them are real. Not a single person on the face of the earth is trans, never has been, and never will be, because it isn't real. More from Brett. From there, Anna became enemy number one at school, and her harassment took a turn for the worst. The harassment turned vicious, vile, and outright threatening. After she did a YouTube interview with Benjamin Voice, and since then, she's been targeted as the school transphobe. The former trans girl, guy, is now the school transphobe. It recently escalated to death threats and false accusations of sexual assault and racism against this girl. Guess what? The bullies are all trans. Of course they are. Trans. No. They're traumatized, and they're also little sons of bitches who need to be removed from hurting people. <laughs> Despite my efforts to get help, the school did very little to work with me. Now I am filing a landmark Title IX case, the first ever of discrimination based on my child being bullied for her lack of a gender identity. You know, I will say this. I'm not sure that it's best that Anna seems to be as enraptured by depicting herself in photographs as a pretty, pretty, pretty girl. She seems to be as enraptured by that as she may have been presenting herself as a boy. I'm not sure this is healthy. It strikes me as some of the same maladaptive image obsession that comes with identity problems that, that lead you to believe things like you're trans or that lead you into eating disorders. But at least mom pulled her out and she won't be maimed. She's not going to have her sexed identity taken away and her, and her lifespan cut short. Good job, mom. Take a page out of her notebook, please. If those of you out there listening are afraid because this is happening to a young person, to your kid, Please rethink this idea that you have to be nice. No, this is not the time to be nice. This is the time to spend all of your political and emotional capital with your child. Even if that means she screams and actually says, I fucking hate you, mom. It's your job to take it. Let her hate you. Let her hate you right now. Be a grown up woman because it won't last. In a few years, when she realizes she's whole and healthy, she's going to tell you how much she loves you. All right, let's, <laughs> let's talk about escaping from Mask Mountain. <laughs> you know, blue areas are still doing the mask thing in a lot of places. This past week, my friend Holly, you know Holly, she's Holly the Melf. Math Elf, you should be reading her Substack if you don't. She went to the eye doctor and she was met at the door by a receptionist who asked her, how do you feel about wearing a mask? You see, I'm doing the head tilt. How do you feel? How do you feel? Tell me about your feelings. <laughs> Holly answered truthfully that it messes with her PTSD, that she needs to be able to read lips to understand others. So it's hard for her when, when a doctor wears a mask. Uh, because she's hard of hearing. She wears hearing aids. Um, and then it'll fog her glasses and make the eye test unreliable. They told her the doctor refused to see her. The eye doctor. Three years later. I've got another friend who works at a hospital in New Hampshire. And just this week, three years later, he tells me, they're finally dropping their universal masking requirements. I wonder if there will be a patient uproar. Be a lot of paranoid, fussy old people in hospital these days. 
<laughs> More worried about what you're wearing a mask than the fact that you can't walk through a hospital room without catching five strains of C. diff. But Portland, as usual, has outdone them all, honey. This is from the Post Millennial. <clears throat> On Saturday night, far left radical group Mask Block PDX announced via Twitter that it would be hosting a funeral to mourn the death of public health following the news that Oregon would be ending its mask mandate for health care on April 3rd. The ceremony is scheduled for Monday, March 20th, and will take place at Pioneer Courthouse Square, a busy downtown Portland gathering place. Those who choose to attend are required to wear N95 masks or similar. Mask Block PDX has since locked their Twitter account. However, the announcement was immortalized via screenshot. We have one such screenshot for you. Please join us at our in-person event Monday, March 20th at Pioneer Courthouse, where Funeral Black... Wear your mask, bring signs, come ready to share your story if you want to. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if there are any other reasons that a bunch of psychopathic criminals would be sad to see socially enforced masking go away. I just can't think of what it might be. So make sure you bring... <laughs> Where do we have the next one in here? Oh yeah. Oh okay. So I have a little story to tell you before I. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to this story, but I have a digression for you. Because I was I was gonna talk I was gonna make a joke about bringing smelling salts and fans. I'll tell you I was gonna make this joke. I had a friend named Ron Hast um, when I worked at Funeral Consumers Alliance. Ron was a fabulous old queen undertaker. California guy. His first job, his very first job in the industry. He was on the removal team. Uh, that picked up Marilyn Monroe's body after her death. Um, he has seen and done everything, and he used to hold these fantastic conferences every year, trade conferences, that were not advertised as such, but it was basically gay undertaker con. And they would take place in Tiburon outside of San Francisco, and he had a lot of money. So there would be ice sculptures on the buffet and all manner of Liberace shit like that. Um, Ron had a story for everything. He was so funny, and he used to tell me about... When he was a young man and he was working, he worked some funerals in the South, and he said that the reason most funeral homes, did you know that? Most funeral homes actually did have smelling salts. I, I had a little, um, I had an example of one at my office at Funeral Consumers, a little hard plastic case with like a, um, a horse and carriage drawn on, and it'd be like, you know, Schaefer and Son's funeral home. You open up, these be little ammonia salts and glass vials that you're supposed to break open and put over somebody's nose. Well, the people who needed them were Southern black women because reliably at every funeral, one of them would faint. <laughs> I just talked to Shelby about that. So you're going to need to bring your smelling salts um, to this event in Portland. Uh, let's put this on the screen, please, Kevin. Uh, it's a funeral notice in loving memory of public health. <laughs> it's got a picture of a gravestone that has RIP on it. <laughs> Join us in mourning the end of infection control in Oregon and calling on Governor Kotek and the Oregon Health Association to keep public health alive. It's alive. <laughs> and down at the bottom, sartorial rules. Dress in black slash funeral attire, exclamation point. NK, N95, KN95, KF94, masks required. We'll have extras. My God, that's so great. I'm going to see if yours are like better than mine. All right. <laughs> that's the end of my script for this segment. So I guess this one's going to be a little short. See you after the break. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. Move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. 
Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. Do you need somebody sane to talk to? Why don't you talk to me? And don't laugh. I want to remind you that I'm available for coaching and consulting. I do one-hour sessions, and if you're interested in that, take a look at joshuaslocum.net. Obviously, I have layman's expertise in cluster B personality disorders. I have extracted myself from a family dynamic uh, with narcissistic abuse. I am happy to talk to people who are facing that either in their immediate family, among their friendship groups. I've spoken to clients who are thinking about changing jobs, changing careers, who are trying to weigh out the potential pros and cons of being honest with their families about their politics, whether or not they should take a more active role in giving feedback to their jobs, their employers, and their peer groups about certain woke things that are coming along. And I've talked to parents who've been in the situations that many of these parents and transforms have been in. And <clears throat> obviously, everything that we talk about is confidential. It doesn't have to be necessarily about Cluster B. You don't have to be certain that the people you're dealing with have a particular mental illness or a particular personality disorder. Um, but I would love to talk to you. And if you think I can be helpful, take a look at what I have to offer. Again, joshuaslocum.net. All right. Are you ready for some fun? Because I am. Last week's show was really, really heavy. This show is heavy. What am I talking about? I bring you another edition of Poupoli du Mokoli. Actually, I was looking this up last night because I want to make it a thing. I want to have its own brand name and type treatment and stuff. And I was trying to decide if it was going to be Potpourri du Mokoli or Potpourri de Mokoli. And I don't know why, because I'm just making up the Frenchest looking spelling, knowing that it's absolutely fake. I don't want it to be authentic, so I don't know why I'm worried about parts of speech. Anyway, here's your potpourri de mockery. Have you played around with those AI programs that will make a picture for you if you type in a description? Because I have, and I can't stop. So <laughs> we have a new disaffected mascot. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to Runald McTrunald. Now, here we go. This is, and I love it. This is crayon, C-R-A-I-Y-O-N, um, drag name for Skynet. <laughs> and it gives you nine variations of the thing that you ask for. So I typed in transgender Ronald McDonald because I knew it wouldn't understand if I said Ronald McTrunald. And I got this lovely Brady Bunch square of... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, t I take a lot of um, I, I take care to describe for audio only listeners what they're seeing. And I tell you, I'm a little bit stumped today. I just suggest you hop over to your favorite video platform and look at this because it is Ronald McDonald, but not. <laughs> so I thought I would introduce you to three of my favorites of these nine possibilities here, and I'm going to come up with a name for all of them. Actually, you know what? Here's a fun exercise for you if you don't have anything else going on in your life. <laughs> if, you, if you look at this and you can come up with a name, put the comments under this video, okay? Name, give me your favorite Runald McTrunald names for each of these different looks and I will pick the best ones and that will be its name. But let me let me tell you about my favorites. <clears throat> New Runald McTrunal comes in nine fashion forward looks. The ones we're featuring this week are number one, Pam McTrunald. 
Now, Pam, as you can see, is very excited. She's here to cheer you up when you're feeling down. She will give you a massage with her chicken fingers. And I don't mean breaded fried chicken loin strips. I mean actual fingers that a chicken would have. Look, look. <laughs> I'm Pam. That's Pam, Pam McTrunald. And she, does, uh, she believes that you deserve a beak today. Moving on to Madge McTrunald. Now, Madge, as you can see here, is also very happy to see you. She runs a nail salon by day and moonlights as a carjacker. Each Madge McTrunald comes with one free tire iron as depicted in the lower left of this picture. Don't turn your back on Madge. She's gonna make sure you're soaking in it and sleeping with the fishes. And really my favorite, this is Miss Rita. And she is self-explanatory. Hurry and collect they all. <laughs> now, for more bullshit, the following videos have been brought to you today by the good people of the disaffected Discord chat server who farm retarded content so that I don't have to. And do you want to talk to these people? Would you like to farm tarred content for me too? Sure, we all would. Just go to disaffectedpod.substack.com and sign up at the $10 level or higher every month or go to subscribestar.com and do the same. You'll get into our Discord and get our special invitations. And you can talk back to me too. <laughs> Everybody in the Discord is like, don't talk back to her. She'll kill you. <laughs> all right. So video number one. Oh, God, this is so funny. Please roll this one, Kevin. Is black? No, it's a serious question because you might not identify. Can you please put the mic? Thank you. Okay. Uh, when I Less walked into, when I walked into the room, I am not done with my question. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, young lady, young lady. I, I'm just asking you to listen to me. And, and, I, and I'm about question. to ask you okay. the first question. But I didn't, I didn't finish my question. Okay. Yeah, I'm black. <laughs> So if you couldn't see this, this is an obviously black man. He looks like he's about 60 years old. He's a professional. He's distinguished in some way. He's, you know what? I think I know who he is, but I, I can't think of his name, but I've seen him before. He's a thing, right? This girl, college age girl, the nerve of this bitch, the nerve. She's standing there talking to a man, three paper bag shades darker than she is and asking him if he identifies as black. And then after she insults him, she goes, I am not finished. Please put that microphone, bitch. You know you're not gonna talk to me that way. Did you, get, did you catch him? This is how you do it. This is how you do these young people. Don't take this shit from them. They come at you like that, you come back with a young lady or young man and a very severe look. How dare you? <laughs> I just, and, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to point that out too. If you want to, um, anybody who wants to go back and sort of go through that video again, that's a, a really good example of a disputatious sort of narcissistic person trying different affects. She realizes that she screwed up when she got that aggressive with him, this 20 year old girl talking to this 60 year old man, like he was her bitch. She realized that she went too far and she suddenly changed her affect. She goes, I'm just asking you to listen to me. Manipulator. She doesn't care. She's not actually embarrassed. She's just calculating and saying, oh, I couldn't get away with it that way. Maybe I can look like a fawning doe and he'll treat me nice. <clears throat> nerve. Absolute nerve. Next, in Bimbo News, we have this one. I really don't give a rat's ass <laughs> if men, if the male species is depleting, okay? What? You guys have had your time to shine. If you guys want to get better, you guys can do that yourselves, but I'm not going to get you out of the slump. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like, I don't really care. Like, that's on you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I don't really care. You're not Britney, bitch. Can, uh, this podcast, I guess, is just called whatever. And 
I'm apparently addicted to it <laughs> because it's chippies and dudes every week. Um, and, and there's like six women and four guys and out of the six women, there's always at least one who's like this. And the rest of the girls are looking at her like, what is she drinking? Right. And, and of course all the mouthy one is always tits McGee. She's always the one who's sitting there, you know, with her breastful bounty right up in everybody's face, but she wants to be taken seriously. <laughs> This one, thank God, this one's not a video. <laughs> so we got a picture here of what appears to be an, uh, I don't know, 45-year-old woman, um, real washed out, not looking so hot, real frowsy. And um, she's the feature of an article. And the teaser line is, I told my husband I now use they and them pronouns after 15 years together. We are both learning how to not misgender me. <laughs> are we now? Is that what we is both learning? <laughs> you know what I think you're going to you're going to be learning? This is what you should be learning. You should be learning what divorce papers look like. That's what you should be learning. But it's probably not very likely because a woman like you, what kind of man would have married you in the first place? He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Did you tell him you've been lying in a more cooler, unembalmed for three months? Because that's what you look like. Oh, my God. Oh, and by the way, if you think that Twitter has actually changed because Elon Musk bought it, you're wrong. People are still getting banned today. I see this happen to members of my Discord. They show it to me. I see the screenshots. They are still getting banned for saying nothing more than either sex is real and that's not a woman or trans is a mental disorder. Ban. Just instant ban. Latest victim of that was the account that I, um, that I snatched this from. It was one of the funniest on Twitter called Truny. <laughs> All right. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes complaining about birds. <laughs> I have some things to say about birds. We were talking about pets in the Discord and about how normal people have pets like cats and dogs. But insane monster people have birds for pets. <laughs> now, how many viewers did I just lose? <laughs> you dinosaur keepers. I ask, what is it with bird people? What is the attraction? Why do you want that bird in your house? I, now, I don't really have, I don't have an overall problem with birds. I'm not trying to ban birds. I'm not trying to silence them. I'm not trying to decide their identities for them. Tell them where they can lay their eggs or make their nests. I like birds. I like them a lot. I like them roasted. Um, and some of them are very clever. I, crows, for example, I'm trying to make friends with the crows in my neighborhood, um, really for self-protective reasons, because crows are actually people. They know everything that's going on. They recognize you and they take revenge. I don't want to be on a crow's bad side. I've been trying to make friends with them. Um, but not all birds are smart like crows. Take turkeys, for example. Turkeys are so dumb. No, dumb is not even an... Okay, have you ever seen wild turkeys? They, I know that you probably think I'm making this up and just, you know, it's a joke that everybody says, but it's absolutely true. Turkeys are so fucking dumb, they will literally drown looking up with their mouth open because it's raining. Turkeys are state hospital stupid, okay? They are so dumb. Why do you think you always see them dead on the side of the road? They're so stupid, they can't stay out of the road. So, but people, some people just love having birds as pets. And I don't know why, because these 
fuckers just, they preen and they throw their little feathers out. They don't even bother with the litter box. They just take a shit sitting right on their perch and just assume that you'll get into their bird condominium and clean it up. And you know what? They're right because you do. You do go in there and clean it up. And they're all like, <laughs> I had these friends named Michael and Tim. And I can tell you this story because they're both dead now. <laughs> they loved their, what gay men love birds. Okay. They love, well, gay men just like irritating things generally, but so that's why they like birds. And they had these, I think they were cockatiels. There were four or five of them. There was, there's a whole bank of cages and those I, you know, I lived there for a few months and those fucking birds never shut up. You know, and yes, they're like this, like little T-Rex arms, because that's what they are. They're just, just little sissy T-Rexes. And Michael and Tim love these birds. Them faggots were like, say, I love you. Say, I love you. Step up, say, I love you. And they're be like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and they're like, I love you too. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Oh my God. They just drove me absolutely nuts. And I tried to sneak up on one of those cockatiels one night with some Bell's poultry seasoning, but I think it smelled the sage because it started squawking at me underneath its, its nighttime cover. And Tim came out and he was all like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just caring for the bird. All right, we're going to go out with my new favorite person in the world on TikTok. I know, right? It's a terrible platform, but there are some people on there that are just gold. Her name is Chaotic Kaylee, and I only know about her because, again, one of our uh, supporting show members is constantly clipping her. You know, do you know I love this girl? Because she's... She, she puts on a show. She puts on this, this crazy ass glamour goth queen makeup. She does her hair like a crazy person. She's fat and she makes fun of herself for it. She has a, just this enormous sense of humor about herself. She is so funny. Absolutely the opposite of these people who are, you know, putting filters on their face and trying to act like, you know, like what they are she's she's putting on an act for fun she knows it's an act and she's not the least bit insecure about it and i just love her for it so um this this is this is one of the latest from kaylee <clears throat> happy gremlin girl sunday it's 11 a.m and i door dash myself a mcgriddle and i'm still in my nightgown because i'm a big fat bitch something about these make delivery bags they're so <laughs> I, don't know. I just always feel like, oh, the McDelivery? It's for me. <laughs> I don't know. What's up with that? <laughs> she said, that, she said, these McDelivery bags are so cut. <laughs> Kevin, you got to bleep that. Both instances, hers and mine, please. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to let Kaylee take us out. Take us out, Kaylee. Did you know that it's free to not be a big, giant, huge bitch? You can just be a normal person and it's free. I won't be doing that, but you can. <laughs> she speaks for me. Bye, bitches. See you next week. <laughs>